0: hello mama i'm feeling some holiday cheer over here it's officially thanksgiving break for us my son just had his last day of school as we head into the break, and I just am having all the feels. Uh, My family actually gets to go to North Carolina this week. I know there's a lot of you in the group from North Carolina, so hello, hello. Um, My brother is stationed out there, so I am just excited to go spend time with him and his family and have all the kids play. They haven't seen each other in a couple years, so it's and we have a whole new child to bring. It's just going to be so fun, and um, I'm just excited. Like I know there's, yeah, I'm sure my excitement might wane a bit as I try and prepare because there's so much we need to do <laughs> before we leave. But right now I'm still on the high of the excitement. So that is great. And, um, on that note, I just wanted to take a pause in our marriage series because I know, you know, it's a little heavy, a little, little much. I know it's challenging. And I cannot miss the opportunity to talk about Thanksgiving and talk about holidays and how to like help you prepare for actually having a good day. So that's what we're going to do today. We are shifting gears, we are going to talk about the eight ways, eight things you need to do to have a great Thanksgiving. And I'm just excited. I hope you're feeling the festivities over there and getting yourself excited too. Um, And just as a moment of gratitude, I want to just say, first of all, just thank you to all of you for listening. Thank you for just um, being ready to let God speak to you and and letting Him use my voice in your life—it truly means the world to me. I am beyond grateful that I get to be here and uh, get to—I just—I love hearing about the life change that you experience th- through this podcast. And so I'm like just blown away that God um, has allowed me to do this and that and that you are here. So thank you to each and every one of you. Um, I also want to give a special thank you as well to um, a review that just came in because it just like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I don't don't think I can read the whole thing because it's pretty long, but every word of it has changed my life, but I know it'll take a minute for you guys, but um, I just had to share some of it because I just was like, Oh, wow, God, like this one put me on my knees just in praise, um, over God and how he works and how he uses us. And it's just amazing. So, um, this is from it's always funny and sunny. (laughs) I love it. Uh, she said, I started this podcast while searching how to believe in God and it has transformed me. My life wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't complete. I felt like the puzzle was almost done, but there was a missing piece. I've tried reading books on building a relationship with God. I've listened to podcasts, watched shows, tried church. I did everything you can think of. It all felt surface level and nothing was rooted down deep. Eventually, I walked away from it all and decided that Christianity just wasn't for me. In the years I was on my own path alone, nothing went wrong, but nothing has been fulfilled either." You know how when you're super hungry and you don't feel like cooking, so you grab a bag of chips? (laughs) I love that analogy. It's so good. It subsides the hunger for a little while, but but give it 30 minutes and you're back to being hungry. I found myself in a rut, feeling like every day was the same and there was no purpose in this life. I tried filling that hunger with worldly things, but nothing helped. I'd be happy in that moment, but again, no longevity of peace. I decided to search in the podcast app for how to believe in God and click the first show. I needed clear answers from a person who wasn't a pastor and who lived in seasons that weren't necessarily beautiful. I want to talk honestly about the good and the bad. Personally, When someone over preaches, it turns me further away from God. I feel like I can't even touch on the subject because I have broken parts. So, why put myself in that position? Brittany does an amazing job of showing her vulnerability, her messiness, proving that if you accept your imperfections, you will find peace and life will not be as challenging. She beautifully explains how our minds work. um, And she goes on to say, let me hop down to the last sentence I can now, with full confidence, embrace that. I am messy. That I will sin. That there will be bad days. But the world cannot bury me. Uh, this is from Brittany. Um, do you do you, you understand what like on my knees like. It's amazing. God is so, so good. Um, and so Brittany, thank you for sharing those words. I can't tell you how much they encouraged me. I love that God knew just what you needed and he hunted you down and led you to this place. And um, I know He is not going to leave you in this place. And I know it can feel challenging when, you know, for all of you, you are searching for that thing to help you f- like make things click, help you figure things out. And so I love that uh, those of you that have you know, been trying to like figure out your faith. That you've found this place, and it's such an honor to be here with you. I love it. Um, and then I also just encourage you: don't don't give up on church. I know it's hard when you have been wounded, when things haven't gone as they were supposed to, or. You know, you struggle to feel like someone's genuine, um, and I get that. That's that's challenging, and for some of you, it's even deeper than challenging. It's there's a lot to work through, like deep wounds that you have from the church. And we, you know, this is really a topic for a whole other podcast. But I just had to mention that for a minute because I know there's so many of you out there that have been wounded by the church, and I just want to encourage you: don't give up on the church. God has not given up on the church. The church is God's plan A. We need each other to do this life. Like a podcast is great. Facebook community is great, but it's not church. It's not the body of Christ. Uh, We need to gather together and influence our communities together. So yeah, I think I'll have to do an episode on that soon because I'm pretty passionate about that. But all that to say besides my bunny trail, I thank you so much, Brittany, for sharing your words. And I just want to say any of you that have been impacted, maybe it's not in in such a profound way as that, but even in just a little bit, if you could take a minute and if you want to thank me this Thanksgiving, can you just pause this episode and go leave a written and a starred review on Apple Podcasts? Um, I think you can do it on other platforms now too, but for sure, Apple Podcasts. And I can't tell you how much it encourages me so encouraging and it also gives the gift of this podcast to other mamas because it helps more moms find it so thank you for doing that Uh, just take a second you don't have to write a whole essay I love the essays please do but you don't have to don't feel the pressure to do that Um, and thank you in advance for that and just for all of you even if you don't do that thank you for being here you mean so much to me but anyways I better jump in because I know I got eight things we gotta go there let's do this let's go Welcome to the Morning Mama Podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right. I'm so excited to talk about Thanksgiving. It just makes me feel so festive. Like I just, I feel like I should be burning a pumpkin candle right now. I don't really use a lot of candles anymore because of all the toxins, but you know, every once in a while I'll I'll let myself light a candle, especially in the bath. Do they have a pumpkin essential oil? (laughs) I feel like Nothing would quite match that. I do have a great harvest spice. That's a really great one that I I diffuse a lot um, around this time. So I need to to get that in my diffuser right now. But anyways, I digress. Uh, And I have peppermint mocha creamer in my coffee. It's, yeah, not like the best for you, but it does feel very festive. So I feel great about that. Um, And anyways, Okay. We're diving in. I'm uh, I'm bunny trailing all over the place today. Okay, here we, here we go. This is our list. You ready? Number one, put your phone down. Or maybe just put it away completely. Maybe you don't need to bring it at all. Maybe you could keep it, pl- if it's if you're hosting at your house, maybe you could keep it plugged into your room, you know, away from everyone. Maybe you could put it in a phone box. Maybe you could leave it in the car. Like, zip it up in your purse and throw your purse somewhere where it's not accessible. Like, just get it out of the way. Especially those of you that that's kind of like you're like, you love scrolling and and that's sometimes what you do to numb. And, and that's just a a space you find yourself in a lot. And I just want to encourage you, even if you're in a family gathering that is uncomfortable, that isn't fun. And we're going to talk more about this today, but even if it's not like an enjoyable gathering. And so you're like, I just need my phone so I feel better so I can numb out so I can, you know, do something that's not awkward. Like I know sometimes family gatherings can feel awkward. Um, but my encouragement to you is the phone is not Actually, going to help you. Yeah, it might get you through the day, and there you go. Spend a day scrolling on your phone, Um, but it's not going to truly bring you life. It's not going to help you grow. It's not going to help you be the light. It's not going to do anything that's truly lasting or good. You know, it's neutral at best and more like a negative habit, right? Because we're filling our brains with all kinds of junk. And so my encouragement to you is whether your family gathering is amazing or awful, put it away and and try not to bring it out and, and don't get caught up in it. And if you want to take pictures, then, you know, do have a, another camera. Like even, you know, I know my kids, they have their little uh, digital camera, like borrow their camera um, or maybe have someone else be the designated photo taker. Um, and if you do want to take some photos, like take it out for a little bit and then go stash it away. Like figure out how to just get it out of your hands, especially if you're someone that struggles with scrolling, um, when people are around or scrolling in general, um, and just do what you can to get it out of your way. Cause that's, it's just going to perpetuate negative cycles. It's, Releases some dopamine, but it's like a false dopamine. It's not actually filling you up with something good and connecting and something that positively impacts your body and your mind and your heart. So I think all of us could use this tip in our lives, you know, when we're bored with our kids, when we're, you know, having a day that we don't love what we're doing, like all of us could do more of this. And so I want to just encourage you specifically, whether maybe it's the whole week, if you're, you know, we're traveling, you know, to North Carolina for the week, you know, keep an eye on this the whole week, or maybe it's just for the day you're traveling to see family, like whatever it looks like, just get get rid of your phone, okay. And this is going to help you, and and I'm gonna f- help you fill in the gap for what if when you put your phone away, what do you do then? So I know some of you just rely on that. So let's let's talk about that. So that's number one. Number two. So instead of being on your phone, what you're gonna do is you're gonna ask some deep questions. So I know this doesn't come naturally to all of you, but I I know I am a lover of deep questions. Now I don't always like naturally bring them out in every setting, like you know, there's certain circumstances that I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, it, it doesn't roll off my tongue. I get caught up in the small talk, you know. Um, but I know for me, and everyone's so different, like there's a place for small talk. There's a place to connect and laugh and be silly, right? But I know for me, I easily get bored with that. And a lot of times it's not like heart talk, right? We're not we're not really talking about anything. We're not really being honest. Um, and so I think trying to create a space where you get to connect with those around you in a deeper way is is really beautiful and can not only bless the people you're talking to but bless you because that genuine connection does release like those those chemicals we need in our brain that does help us like have a deeper purpose and meaning for what we're doing and so like even if people don't ask you them back you know, and go unprepared. Like if you know your family and you know that they don't really ask you questions back, just be ready. Be, be the designated question asker and be okay with that. Or you can also share, you know, after they share their thought, you could say, Hey, well, here's my thought on that. You know, you can throw yours in there. You don't have to be asked, but also just be okay. You know, everyone's in a different spot with, with health and, you know, people sometimes just aren't aware of, of how they're showing up and they're not cognizant that they're not, uh, contributing equally to the relationship. And so we don't need to be angry about that. Um, you can have a conversation if it is impactful. If you have that kind of relational bandwidth in, in that relationship, you can say, Hey, I kind of feel like I'm asking all the questions. Do you have any questions for me? You know, or, or if it's a, like a deeper relationship, like, uh, you know, uh, someone you see often, you can say, Hey, I feel like, you know, whenever we hang out, You you don't really ask me questions back. I would love, I would love to share about my life with you, but it really helps me when someone asks me a question, like, what do you think that's about? And I know that can sound really awkward, but I've encouraged other people to do it, or I've done it in, in the past. And almost every time I'm trying to think if there's been any instance where it hasn't gone well. I think every time it has gone well and people are like, oh, I'm so sorry, I just don't think that way or I didn't even realize and and they're usually like really try and make an effort to change that. Now, I don't, I think often that pattern doesn't always change overnight, um, it often falls back into the old patterns, but I think that even just gives you insight into like, okay, they're they're trying, they're just, they have a blind spot here um, and hey, if you're that person that you don't ask a lot of questions and you just let people ask you questions, i Challenge you. Try and try and be that question asker. I know for me, I feel so loved when people ask me questions. I, I I feel like they care about me and they just want to know about me. And you know, so so challenge yourself to try and be that person. But you know, for those of you that doesn't come naturally, I want to give you some um, questions. So write these down. And you know, jot them in your phone. So like, if you're <laughs> in your family gathering and you're like, oh, okay, I got to ask some questions. I don't remember. Like you can just go into the bathroom and you know pull out your phone i guess you got to go find it from wherever you hid it <laughs> write down a piece of paper stick it in your pocket there you go but yeah it done somewhere where you can access it and here are some ideas um one how has your re- how has your year really been you know we can say like oh i you know if this is someone we haven't seen in a year like how was your year? How have you been? Right? And it's kind of just like surface level of like, oh yeah, you know, just working hard at my job. And oh, the kids are crazy. And you know, like it's just, it's surface, which again, there's a place for that. It's okay. It's a good starting place, but we want to take it deeper because that's where like, I don't know, that real connection happens, that life change happens, that uh, just deeper heart moment. Like that's, the real stuff, you know, what's to me, I like it. So it's so pessimistic about small talk. I'm like, what's even the point? No, I'm on like the other side of the spectrum where I can be kind of boring and overly deep and overly like wanting emotion, deep emotions, versus like, I do understand there's a place we need to laugh and be silly and talk about the weather, you know, like, I get, I get it. It's just hard for me. But all that to say, like, how has your re- year really been? And this, this can be like a follow up question, right? You might not want to start here. You can, depending on the relationship, but you know, you might start with like the general question, and then you go to this, and you're like, "Hey, how has it really been? Like, how are you? How are you really doing?" And I think that just gives pe- that gives permission to people to really say, like, "Oh, it's actually been so hard." You know, I think a lot of people feel like they can't share that. They feel like they have to share the highlight reel. They have to sound happy and grateful. And, you know, we can be happy and grateful and have some hard things. Or maybe it just really was a really hard year. And so we want to just give people permission to go there. So that question can be really great for that. Um, Some other ones, what's been some of your favorite parts of this year? So, you know, it's not like, you know, we're not going for like the deep, Moments where they were crying right in a corner, but it's like okay, so let's go deeper in in the good stuff. Like, what were the favorite parts? Like, what really lit you up? What did you just love? What stands out to you from your year? And if you know, maybe they didn't think of sharing that before, or they didn't feel like they had permission to share it. Because sometimes it's like, oh, I did really great at this work project, and you don't just want to like throw that information out sometimes because you you feel like you're you're boasting about yourself. But this question really gives. People permission to go there and share those really cool highlights that you might otherwise miss. So that's a good one, too. Um, another one, what stretched you the most this year? So this is kind of specifically targeting those areas where it was probably uncomfortable and maybe where some major growth happened. And I think this is cool, too, because. You know, you get to hear some real stuff. But also I think this is one of those questions that, that makes people reflect. And it makes them think, huh, okay, stretching. Yeah, I was stretched this year. What does that look like? What, what does that mean? And, and the beautiful thing about stretching is it, when we do it right, we're growing from it, and it produces beautiful things in us and in our life. And so it's a chance for them to really look back and think, oh, how how did I grow this year? Like, what were those moments and how did that produce fruit in me and my life? So that's a really great one. I think it also can, and, you know, as a listener, help us reflect on ourselves too, as we're listening to their stories and and hearing like how they were stretched, it can remind us of like how we were stretched, and it can encourage us maybe even in ideas about how we might need to be stretched next year, or encourage us to have courage because, you know, again, sometimes we assume the highlight reels are truth. Like we we kind of technically know they're not, but we can get caught up in believing that they're truth, and so this gives us a chance to help us be reminded that the highlight reels are not reality like hearing how people struggled and felt inadequate and and did something that was scary like can just really encourage us to have that boldness and courage because if we do it right we're gonna need it for the next year okay that's another question and then the next one is let's see here what made you cry (laughs) this one's really going for the jugular so, you know, you have to have uh, the, the right kind of person to ask this to, and you have to have the right kind of space, right? If the kids are screaming and running around and there's not like that still quiet space, you're probably not going to want to ask this. Um, but I think it's a cool question if you have the right moment, like, hey, what? what took you there this year? Like what, what made you cry? Um, And you can even like preface it with like, okay, I have like some deep questions for you. Um, I just really want to hear your heart and I want to know you. So we're just going there. Are you ready for this? You know, so just to like help them, that one for sure is like, they're probably going to laugh at it. Um, But then you could be like, but seriously, like I want to know so I can know how I can encourage you and how I can be praying for you and, and what's really going on in your world. So that's another one. That one's a kind of intense Um, Next one. What are you dreaming for about 2024? Uh, I think this is a really great one that is deep yet easy and light and filled with hope. Uh, I think dreaming is something that is fun for most people to talk about. I know some people struggle with dreaming, but I think like it's you know, and so it could trigger someone if they're like feeling like they should dream and they don't even know where to begin. But I think it's still a safe question to ask. And it it can really just create some excitement and and some thought of possibilities. And, you know, if they're like, I don't know, then you can be like, let's talk about it. Let's brainstorm. (laughs) This is me. I love dreaming. I know not everyone feels that way. But I I just think, you know, because even, you know, some people might have dreams about like, I want to, Um, it doesn't have to be like these big profound things like start a business or, um, you know, switch jobs or go back to school, right? Those are great. And sure, maybe that is what they're going to dream for, but maybe, you know, or have another kid, right? That could be another big one, but it could be something like, I just want to get my, house in order this year. Like my dream is that I'm going to really get organized. <laughs> that's actually my dream uh, among others. But that's like one of my dreams for uh 2024 is just really getting systems in place for every area of my life and it's just so needed. So, um more to come on that. But you know th- th- there's so many different things that a dream could be for that person. Maybe it's like pay off debt. Maybe it's, you know, pay, like save up money for a new car. Like it could be so many things. So I think it's a fun one to go for. All right. Here's some more. Um, what was something really hard from last year? That one's, that one's probably better. I don't even know. I can't believe I wrote down. I I wrote this down last week and I'm like, I can't believe I wrote down the question. What made you cry? (laughs) because that one's like really intense. I think a better question that, that unless you really have that relationship with someone, I think a better question is like, what was something that was really hard from last year? Um, and so I think that would just kind of, um, be a little less vulnerable and deep, but, but still really go, go there with them. So I think that's a great, great thing you can ask someone and invite them to share. And then the last one, um, among others, I'm sure you can come up with some amazing ones, Um, but what is something that would make the next year really great? So it's kind of on the line of dreaming, but maybe dreaming for them triggers them. And so this question might just help them think like, okay, if I could change one thing, if I could do one thing, like what would what would that be? Like if I could make the next year better or different, like what would that be? What would that change be? So I don't know. I now just want to like sit down and journal about all of those because I love those kind of questions. (laughs) But those are some ideas if you really want to go there. And I think, you know, even if it's someone that you're not used to going deep with, some of those could be a really great place to actually get to know them. Because if we're not really getting to know each other and really like going there, what's the point? You know, like a lot of us have so many surface family relationships and it's it's like we've got to go there with people, you know? And once you create that momentum into the, into the deep, it's going to help it continue, you know? Like this could be the first step into that. So uh, there's some, you know, just angles that you can take, okay? So you're putting your phone away, you are going to ask some deep questions, some real life, like tell me the real stuff. You know, you can just even keep it simple. Like what's really going on, you know, and just so we're going for the real stuff. And then number three tips for a great Thanksgiving. Number three is try something new. Okay. This is important. I think we can get so caught up in like our comfort zones, right? And just kind of like this stubbornness with our comfort zones where it's like we don't even really want to like, like if someone's playing a new game or, um, you know, doing like a new food and we're just like, no, nah, I'm good, you know, and we don't even really think about it. We don't even really like consider it because it's like, no, nah, I'm like, I'm just going to stay in my comfort zone. It, we're so used to saying no to that kind of stuff that we just stand in that place and we limit ourselves. But I think when we try something new, it really opens us up to vulnerability, you know, because I think, what happens in in a lot of family gatherings specifically and and just in life in general is we just start to create these walls and we walk into every situation with these walls up and it's hard to connect. It's hard to find joy. It's hard to just be open. And so when we try something new, it, it kind of tears some of those walls down and it helps us kind of remove some of that stubborn seriousness and like challenges us to just go for it and so maybe it's letting yourself be silly. Maybe it's just being courageous. I know some people like food is is really hard to try something new. And so it's just challenging yourself to do that. And if you don't like it, that's okay. But you can like cheer yourself on that you tried it. Um, maybe it is asking those deep questions. Like that's like very uncomfortable for you. And you're like, I don't know about this. So just doing that is trying something new. And it's, it's, you know, because we, we end up doing the same things that we always do but then we expect different results, right? Like, or, or we anticipate the same result. Like we know that Thanksgiving is going to be terrible, but then we don't try to change it, right? So try to just go there. Whether whether you are anticipating a great day or an awful day, that vulnerability and openness can create so much beauty and so much connection for you to like really ground yourself and help you be fully present in your day. So try a new food. Try that game everyone's playing. Ask the deep questions. Try a new sport, right? Like, I, I don't really like sports when we all get together and they're casual and it's just not fun. So that would be me. I'd like have to make myself do that, but I think that's important. Okay, number four. This is important. Ready? Lower your expectations. So, I know with holidays, we can get this mindset where everything has to be perfect and we want to be so excited about everything and we feel like it should be filled with hope and awesomeness and Pinterest and Instagram worthy moments, right? Or whatever. And you know, again, maybe some of you already know that's not gonna happen, but all of us could benefit from lowering our expectations. And Lowering expectations doesn't mean that you're not hopeful. It doesn't mean that you're pessimistic. It just means like you're, you know, maybe even if you rephrase that, like you're ready for what God has for you. Because what happens is our expectations are our idea of what the day should look like our idea of what it should feel like. And often those ideas are created apart from God. We're not like consulting God about like, hey, what should the day look like, right? We are just have this image in our mind of what it should be like. And that can set us up for failure because God is going to be there, right? So we always have hope. We always have his goodness to cling to. But maybe... His, his goodness is going to look different than you want it to that day. Maybe there is going to be some conflict. Maybe there, things aren't going to go like this picture-perfect way, but God always can redeem it. God, if you cling to him and you cling to his voice... And, and you look you you keep asking him God what do you have for me today then he can always redeem any situation and so we don't we lower our expectations meaning we lower our, like our own man-made woman-made expectations of what we think it should look like and we let go of that and we just cling to God God whatever you have for me today I'm open to that. And when we do that, we can set ourselves up to actually enjoy the day because our man-made expectations are absolutely going to get in the way because truly like the images in our mind, like reality rarely, if ever, will match that or exceed that. And so we're always going to feel like disappointed. We're always going to feel like we failed. We're always going to feel like the day was a miss. And so we just have to to get rid of that, let it go and just ask, God, what do you have for me today? what do you want to speak to me? What do you want to show me about myself? What kind of connections do you want me to have? And just be open to what God might have for you. So it's okay if your kids don't eat anything besides like the, what I'm picturing now is the tomatoes in the appetizer tray. I know my kids love those little veggie trays, so it's okay if your kids don't eat anything. I know every Thanksgiving, my kids struggle with the food because it does look a little gross. Like, you know, there's so many casseroles and stuff that it kind of does look gross. I know it tastes amazing, but it looks a little weird. So I get it, but you know, it's okay if you've slaved away in the kitchen all day and they don't eat anything. That's okay. It's okay if they don't behave right? Now, and now, I don't mean like don't correct them or discipline them. I mean, it's okay if you have a moment where you have to pull them aside and talk to them. Like it's okay if, if they don't act perfectly because that's the reality of parenting, right? That's the reality of being a little sinner trying to learn how to navigate the world. So it's okay. Like it doesn't ruin the day. It just is a moment where you got to pull them aside and go talk to them, right? It's okay if the day is not fun. That's totally okay. And so you got to go in being ready for that, knowing that even if it's not fun, God has something for you in it, something good. It's okay if there's conflict. It's okay if the house or the food doesn't come out perfectly, right? It's it's okay. Whatever might come, whatever it looks like, it is okay. And just a kind of a pro tip I have for you. I was um, doing some coaching this week with one of the girls uh, previously in the academy, and We were talking about this this Thanksgiving, and uh, we talked about you know how hard for her Thanksgiving is with family dynamics, and I know that's true for so many of you. And so we talked about this idea of doing something special the next day, like so if if that day that you know you're going to this family gathering and you feel like it's the right thing to do, this is where you need to be, but you know it's gonna be. pretty awful or hard, um, then just plan something, right? Go in and asking God, like, what do you have for me, God? What what do you have for me here? But then also, plan something for the next day or maybe that night, you know, depending on your schedule that is going to be amazing that your family loves and you just have the people that you want there. Maybe it's just your immediate family. Maybe it's more, but it's a a tradition that you can develop every year that you know, okay, Thanksgiving day is a little hard, but you know what? The day after Thanksgiving, that's my favorite because that's when we get to stay in our PJs all day and have a big breakfast and go on a walk or, you know, like whatever those traditions are for you and your chosen family um so like and then then you have something to look forward to as well and and you're not as disappointed and like dreading the holiday because there's something beautiful that you get to create after that okay that's a pro tip for you all right uh moving along number five tip for a great Thanksgiving. If you can't stay cool, then just stay out. <laughs> so when the politics conversation arises, when the parenting conversation arises, when the fill in the blank conversation arises, it's okay to not share your opinion. You know, I mean, let the Holy Spirit guide you. Like if you feel like it's something that you is appropriate, like and, like you sharing your thought will have a positive benefit on the conversation and on people around you then okay that's great but if you if you're going to get overly heated if if you can't imagine any good fruit is going to come from you sharing your opinion then it's okay to just stay out like not everyone needs your opinion on everything or Maybe someone does need your opinion, but maybe that's not the place for it. Like maybe that gathering is going to leave everyone triggered and angry, and so maybe you do need to reach out on, later and say, "Hey, you know, you brought this up at Thanksgiving. I wanted to talk to, with you about it a little bit more because you know I have some thoughts, and I think it's important to share with you. You know, so just like remember, you're the light, and and filter what you're going to say and how you're going to show up through that, like." is it really necessary to share that opinion or that opinion right now? Okay. So you can, you know, basically if you can't stay cool, stay out. All right. <laughs> we got to cruise through this. <laughs> Number six, because um, I think that's pretty self-explanatory too. You get it. Number six, seek to encourage, to speak life, to be the light. So kind of going off the last one, your job is As you go to your Thanksgiving, regardless of what your family looks like, what the dynamics are, who's going to be there, your job is to be the light. And and that doesn't mean you have to people please and be perfectly happy and smiling all day. It just means that you go in with the presence of God, with the peace of God. You get to show up there and be who God made you to be. And, and love on people and encourage them and say, hey, wow, like I just noticed how, how much you're, you did an amazing job today running all of this. And oh, wow, you just, it's so cool to watch you connect with your kids. Like I see how much you love them and how you're doing a great job parenting. And you know, whatever conversation you're in, like find ways to encourage others and speak life into them. And that is going to bring light and life to that gathering. now That might not fix it all, that's not the point. The point is not to fix anyone, it's just for you to show up as who God has called you to be. And no matter how other people respond to you, right? If if you're trying to be the light and trying to encourage and someone's like, oh wow, why are you even saying that? Just shut up. You know, I don't know. <laughs> However, they respond to you, it doesn't matter because you can leave proud of yourself for how you showed up, for how you were obedient to who God has called you to be. And then you can leave feeling good. I mean, it, you might have some stuff to work through because I know it can be painful for people not to respond well to that. But ultimately, you can leave feeling proud of yourself or being obedient to God. Okay, number seven, go in with grace. And this just goes right along with the other two we were talking about. But going in with grace, just going in and assuming the best of people, like, Pouring grace over their comments that, you know, could mean something or maybe do mean something. Grace over people's tempers. Grace over how people are showing up. Grace over everything, right? Like, if you get that unsolicited advice, just grace. Like, don't don't let it trigger you. I got my little Toby here. I'm having trouble recording today. Everyone and their baby is interrupting me. It's great though. We're here. We're here for it. Um, but um, yeah, so don't let that unsolicited advice trigger you. Like, Just assume the best. How could you assume the best? Maybe you uh, assume like that they care about you and they want to help you. And well, maybe you don't want to take their advice and, and maybe you know, you feel like there's something behind it, like they believe you're not a good enough mom or or something, you know, let's just, instead of assuming the worst, let's assume the best. Let's just assume they think you're a great mom and they want to bless you or they want to help you, right? Like how how can you assume the best? And you can say something like, that's so sweet of you to think of us, to think of me. Uh, This is actually how we do it in our home and it's working for us, but I appreciate your thoughts, right? You can just, Leave it like that. doesn't mean you have to take their advice, but like just speak from your heart, the, the, the godly part of your heart, it's more like your spirit, I guess we should say. Speak from your spirit in being the light. Allow God to speak through you, okay? And if someone's being critical and like actually being mean, right, like you know their intentions are bad, uh, it's very evident. You know what God says about our enemies? To love them and pray for them. I know that's hard, but that's our job as following Christ. No one ever said it was supposed to be easy. So that's what we get to do is love them. Now we can set boundaries. Like love does not mean a lack of boundaries, but we love them. We don't react to them. We don't yell at them. We we have love for them and we pray for them and pray over that situation as well. Okay? So I know a lot of this is pretty challenging. I know a lot of it is maybe things you don't want to hear. (laughs) A lot of it is pushing yourself. And I know it's not super fun, but I do have something fun for you as we wrap up this episode. And to release all of this tension, to bring some joy in, to bring some fun in, the eighth thing that I have for you is you need to go and listen right now, probably. And also in your family gathering, put this like on as loud as it goes. listen to the song Gobble Gobble by Matthew West. Let me tell you, it is just going to make you want to dance, make you throw away the tension. And literally we play it all the time. Now my husband discovered it, I don't know, a couple weeks ago and we're, we are obsessed and it makes us dance. And anytime we're upset, we just throw in the song and it makes everything better. So I highly encourage you adding that to your Thanksgiving this year, but, um, I'm excited for you. I hope you have a great day and that God just does something beautiful there whatever that looks like let me just pray for you real quick god i thank you for the gift of family i thank you that we get to pause and and express gratitude to you and to each other god i pray that you would go with every mama here god this Thanksgiving, god would you just help her to be the light would you help her to be encouraging and connecting and and grace-filled for herself and for others god i pray that you would just have your peace go with her god and that she would just be able to bring that peace into every setting she goes into, God, um, and that you would just bring her comfort, God, and you would bring her strength, God, and you would bring something beautiful out of that day, even if it's really hard. God, we thank you for your goodness. God, we thank you that you are good in all circumstances. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama.